Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode in this podcast. This is your girl, De La Sabio. It is a pleasure to be back with you guys yet another week. Welcome for you guys who have been listening for the first day and those of you who are listening for the first time. This is a space where we get to talk about bridging faith and business and merging the two together. Now, this conversation is about to get real. So what I need you to do is I want you to grab a notebook and a pen. And I want you to begin to write down the things that stand out to you. Begin to write down the things that are highlighted to you by the Lord. And also grab yourself some tea and coffee. And when you're done, I want you to press play. And if you're not in an environment where you can focus, then save this so you can listen to it later. But as for now, go ahead and pause and go and get your tea and your coffee and your notebook and come back and check in with us. Now, with that being said, let's get straight into this show. Okay, guys, so last week we unpacked the conversation on what is hindering us from really moving forward. We talked about what is stopping us from the overflow. We talked about our relationship with the Lord. As kingdom builders, it is very important for us to have these conversations because we have to have accountability. We must grow. One of the things that I was talking to a friend earlier today was, you know, I it is not my desire for someone to follow me for three, two years and still be the same. It is my desire for people to be transformed, for lives to be empowered, for you to be from one place this year and be in a whole different place next year in a good, good way, in a healthy way. Now, last week we focused on Hosea 4 and 6, which reads, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. This week, we are going to be focusing on 1 Timothy 4 and 1. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation and then the King James Version. The NLT reads, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. In the King James Version, it reads the same scripture. It reads, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now I read this in the King James Version because the word that I'm really looking at here is seducing, seducing spirits. What does seducing mean? It means to persuade. It means to lure. It means to carry out physically. It means to convince you from some from one place to another place. It means to to lure you, to convince you that something is better, to convince you on going on a different direction, to convince you on going on a different way. Now, this scripture is letting us know that the whole that that in the last days in the last times some will turn away from their christian faith some will turn away from jesus christ some will turn away from the holy bible some will turn away from the living word which is the word of god and they will follow deceptive spirits they will follow seducing spirits and teachings that comes from demons and doctrines that comes from devils this means that many will 
Many will lay down their weapons as kingdom warriors and walk away from the promise of having eternal life with the one and true living God. And they will walk over to the other side, which is the kingdom of darkness and do and live their life in the moment and just and they will follow these doctrines and they will follow these seducing spirits and these methods of doing things that are taught by demons and themselves. Now, I bring this scripture to your attention because a few weeks back, I had a vision where I saw Christians dabbling into other practices that is not of God. And what the Lord was showing me that due to the pandemic, there has been an increase of idle time in isolation for many of us, which has served as good for some and bad for others. If you're anything like me, then you recharge during your alone time and to be quite honest you probably bank on your alone time because it's that only time that you really get to like tune into yourself and really be present in the moment and kind of like just recuperate from your week and just long days and ministry and just working a long time and that's just probably what you need but the truth of the matter is that this is not everybody's reality. And in fact, that sometimes there are people who are highly affected in their mind if they're left alone. And this causes them to be stressed, depressed, angry, and a list of other things. But those are just to name a few. So here it is. Number one, first we're going to talk about what is divination. The main thing that I saw highlighted across as I was seeing this vision was divination. A lot of us are tapping into divination. And I give you the benefit of the doubt because the Lord said many of them don't know, which is why he were focusing in this season with Hosea 4 and 6 for my people perish for the lack of knowledge and the Lord doesn't want you to perish he doesn't want you to walk uh, blindsided along as you're doing these things and granted people are not really telling you that these things are wrong and even so some people are saying that these things are wrong but they're not giving you the full explanation with biblical uh, backup to support their their statement that this is not right for example I hear all the time yoga is not good it's just something that it ain't right I always always knew that it was something that it ain't right about yoga but I just didn't know what it was because I never went really went to do the research until this past week when I sat with the Lord and I did the research and I found out this is why this is an abomination to towards the Lord as a Christian so that's number one we're going to talk about what is divination number two we're going to talk about different forms of divination number three I'm going to go over the familiar spirits and what the familiar spirits are then we're going to talk about yoga and we are also going to talk about astrology slash horoscope. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. I'm an Aries. I got this. I got it tatted on my arm. I'm a proud Taurus. I don't like Sagittarius. We're going to talk about it all hunty. Okay, so let's get into it. Divination is the practice of seeking knowledge or information from supernatural power divination relies on object for its source of information it relies on objects for a source of information it relies on objects not the holy spirit it relies on objects not the holy spirit for information often divination is associated with magic and sorcery let's look at the word Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 16 verses 16 through 18. And again, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. 
And it reads, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune tellers. I'm sorry, by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, because it wasn't the lady, it was the spirit that was working within her. And it reads, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. Divination is a spirit. And there are many different ways that divination operates. Here are some examples. Tarot card readings. Ouija boards. Water witching. Astrology. Horoscopes. Zodiac. Crystal healing. Automatic writing. Magic. Black magic, white magic, all sorts of magic, fortune telling, psychics, rebellion, stubbornness, palm readings, yoga, saging. All of this is divination, y'all. But I'm going to give you more biblical backup to stand in agreement with the revelation that I'm bringing forth to you. Tend with me to 1 John 4 and 1. And it reads, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. But by this, you know the spirit of God. Number one, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Simple. 1 John 4 and 1. Now, this scripture alone tells us four things. Number one, there are many different types of spirits. Number two, do not be so naive into thinking that every spirit is good. There are good spirits and there are also evil spirits that are also referred to as unclean spirits. Number three, corruption sits in the spirit realm. The unclean spirits have an established agenda to kill, steal, and to destroy. We have the authority to test the spirit in order to determine if it is from God. And lastly, number four, we know that a spirit is good if it confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh as 1 John 4 and 1 let us know. The spirit is either from God or from Satan. Our focus is to discern where they're coming from. Now, you might be saying to yourself, it doesn't hurt anybody. So what's the problem? What is the big deal? I'm not killing nobody. I'm just saging my house. I'm just, you know, I'm just reading my horoscope. I ain't killing nobody. It ain't killing me. I'm doing quite fine. And that right there is the deception. That is the deception that we are sold to believe. Tapping into any type of divination leads you to spiritual destruction, which causes physical destruction. The main issue that God has with divination, hear me out, is that people crave satanic guidance and above knowledge for their lives as opposed to leaning on God himself. We talked about this 
a bit in the previous podcast episode where we talked about Exodus 34 and 14. And it tells us you must not worship any other gods for the Lord, whose very name is jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. God is a jealous God. He wants you to serve him and him only. That's what Christianity is all about. Now, if you're tapping into something higher and you're looking for more than what God is revealing to you in this current moment, then you are going above and beyond yourself and you are serving an abomination to the Lord and you're seeking more than what God wants you to look after right now in your life. And that means that God is not your God. Something else is your God. You're going after something else. So let's look at this. We talked about what divination is. We also talked about briefly the different forms of divination and I gave you a whole list. Now out of that list, I want to focus on two things yoga and astrology. Now, first, let's talk about yoga. Many people say, you know, what's the big deal with it? At first, I really couldn't see what was the harm in yoga. But as I said before, as I was doing research in this, I was like, okay, this is something right here. So let's talk about it. Number one, yoga is defined as a Hindu spiritual philosophy that teaches the suppression of all activity of body mind and will in order that the self may realize its distinction from them and attain liberation. That means that this is an act within the Hindu religion. It is a philosophy. It is a spiritual act. It is an act of suppressing, hear this, suppressing your body, your mind, and your will. And this is so good because we didn't even go all that deep. This is just a definition within the Miriam Dictionary. And it's just clearly letting me know that I am suppressing my body, my mind, and my will. That alone already sounds off. Like, why would I want to suppress all three parts of my main source in my body, in my life, which is my body, my mind, and my will? Why am I suppressing this? Let's go a little deeper. So as I was doing research, I learned that the definition of yoga in Sanskrit, which is a Indian language, means union. It means union. It means uniting with something. What are you uniting with? You are uniting with a God that is named Purusha, named Purusha. There's another red major flag right there. You are uniting with another God named Purusha. And this is from the Hinduism religion. Now, as I was doing more research, it led me to understand that the purpose of yoga is so that you would be one with the universe. Now, that's another thing right there too, right? Because in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, we learned that God created the heavens and the earth. He is the creator of all the things within this world. He is the creator of the world itself. Now, why would we want to be one with the universe when we can be one within the creator, which is Jesus Christ himself? Just just something to think about. It may be too deep for you to even understand right now, but just something to think about, just something to throw out in there in the atmosphere. And it's cool. You know, sometimes learning about these things and coming to understanding of the real things behind scenes, it can be frustrating and sometimes a little bit uncomfortable. So do my, do me a favor. Go ahead and type in the Google search bar scriptures about yoga. 
and just read what turns up. Read what the scripture says about yoga. Now, I can't go into everything in detail within this podcast episode because it's going to drag it to be very, very long. But what I would say that within yoga, there are also other things that we tap into that we're not supposed to tap into. Number one, it is a Hinduism religion practice. It has nothing to do with Christianity. Y'all, you can't you cannot participate in Hinduism and put a Christian tag on it. That is, you can't do it. It's an abomination to the Lord. You can't, you could definitely exercise and stretch, but we are, as Christians, we're not to follow other religions. Choose this day who you will serve. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You cannot be Hindu and be Christian at the same time. You can't be Muslim and serve Jesus at the same time. You got to serve one God. And by following yoga, by participating in yoga acts and practices, you are accepting Hinduism beliefs and and, and spirituality. And you are tapping, you are making yourself spiritual vulnerable and opening yourselves up to spiritual attacks because you are coming into agreements with gods and other demonic forces you have no idea about. Again, I read to you 1 John 4 and 1. Beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And so with that alone, I want you to ask yourself, does yoga confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh Funny story, I grew up learning and knowing all about horoscopes. I was the girl that read horoscopes behind the newspapers, in the magazines. I had the horoscope app. I looked on Yahoo because Yahoo was very consistent with the horoscopes. I knew whose birthday was when and if I was compatible to them. I know what was my my birth uh, birthstone according to what the horoscope were saying every morning I mean it was like a religious act for me every single morning I checked my horoscope before I went to school and if my horoscope was going to say that I had a bad day guess what I had a bad day and if my horoscope said that something romantic was going to happen on that day guess what something romantic happened it was just something edifying and something that that made me want to look at the horoscope every single day and even live my life according to the horoscope that led me to kind of just like be so deep into it. I was so deep into this horoscope thing. And I'm sure like many people in the world are too. And even some Christians now, you see nothing wrong with it. What is wrong with horoscope? Ain't nothing wrong with it. What you talking about? I do it every day. My mama does it. My daddy does it. We've been doing this for generations and generations. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't killing nobody. So why are you talking about it? Let's talk about it. One thing that I forgot to mention was that all of these things that we're discussing within this episode is mentioned in the Bible, which is witchcraft, warlocks, divination, necromancy, talking to the dead. All of this is all mentioned in the Bible since the Old Testament. So if you look closely, you will see. Well, if you have my book, you will see that these are the things that I talk about. 
my book, Light in the Darkness, highlights these things and it talk about demonic encounters that I grew up witnessing as early as three years old. I talk about all of these things because this is my walk. This is my testimony. So I know these things and I study these things and I sit with the Lord and I talk to him about these things and he reveals secrets to me pertaining these things in specific. So let's talk about astrology. Astrology is a type of divination that involves the forecasting of earthly and human events through the observation and interpretation of the fixed stars, the sun, the moon, and the planets. Remember we said that divination relies relies on a source of information based on objects. Astrology is a type of divination that involves in forecasting, okay? Now, when it comes to astrology, astrology is like the tree. And one of the branches of astrology is a horoscope. So horoscope, like astrology, is a forecast of person's future, typically including a delineation of character, circumstances, based on the relative positions of the stars and planets at the time of that person's birth. First of all, when I was sitting there reading this, I was like, so you telling me that based on the positioning of the stars, the moon, the planet, the sun, that I am the way I am because of that? The blood. I'm sorry. Like, I had to sit and really think about this. Like, wait. So all these years, you're telling me all of this was a forecast based on the positioning of the planets and the stars? When I serve the creator of all things who created the stars and who tells me and identifies me on a regular and tells me that I am his daughter and I'm sitting here just think, just, just believing what you are saying based on what you see, the position of the stars? Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that just don't sit well. When I know that besides God, there is no other. When I read stuff like that, it just get me fired up. Like, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. It sound cool. It look cute. It sound nice that I could be able to tell a few characteristics about you and myself based on our birth dates. But y'all, some things we really just got to think about. Again, astrology is the ancient belief that a person's destiny can be determined by patterns of stars and planets at the time of one's birth. So based on the date that you were born, astrologers are able to tell some characteristics and foretell your destiny based on when you were born. Now, let's flip this on the other side. God alone used his powers to create your life, to create this world to give you breath and he has a plan for you that he will reveal at his own time God has a plan in the future for you just like it says in Jeremiah 29 and 11 the problem is that faith in anything other than God is considered misplaced and besides that people's desire for wisdom about their future 
is an increase, especially in the days in where we live in now, where people feel like they don't know who they are. And the media has to identify us and tells us what to wear, how to wear our hairs, what type of lashes to put, what color to put on our nails, where to live, how to dress, what to sing, who to follow, how to act, what to talk, what kind of clapbacks you should use. The the media tells us all these things. So, of course, we want to know where we're heading. We want to know what God has in store for us. But for some of us, we just can't wait and we move outside of our time and look for all the resources and we tap into things just like this and it leaves us in a place of vulnerability it leaves us in a place of just being spiritually deprived now trying to figure out what God wants for your life is okay it is and it's a great way for you to get closer to him however doing yoga tapping into divination it's not an approved way according to the Lord according to scriptures Throughout the Bible, God, throughout the Bible, God tells us over and over again that he will guide us, that he will direct our paths, that he will lead us and he will not lead us into temptation and that he will he will has a plan for us and that this is not the end for us, that we can turn things around and we, we are more than a conqueror and we can do these things. But if we trust in him. He reminds us over and over again that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He reminds us that he will lead the 91, the 99 just for that one. He reminds us that he has been the same yesterday, today, and forever. He reminds us that no word shall return back to him void. He reminds us that he is not a son of man, that he shall lie. Neither is he a son of man that shall repent, as it says in Numbers 23 and 19. So I want to leave you with four things. Number one, Satan is very creative and he is on a mission to deceive you in every single way possible. Number two, have nothing to do with demonic practices if you are feeling a conviction in your heart and it's leading you to highlight certain areas in your life that you have in fact tapped into divination leave from it depart from it turn away from it physically turn away from it get rid of its source get rid of it come get rid of those who have led you to it get rid of it completely have nothing to do with these things And most of all, repent. The Bible calls us to repent. And that is the purpose of this episode is to turn away from our wicked ways, myself included, to turn away from the things that are pulling us away from Jesus Christ. Turn away from it and turn back to him. Number three, and this we will discuss a little bit more in the next podcast episode, God willingly. By participating within these acts, you are opening yourself up spiritual, spiritually to attacks and evil influences. And there are several different signs that you can identify with if you have been opened up to spiritual attacks. And hopefully the Lord will lead me to talk about this in the next episode. He might lead me to talk about something else, but things such as you're not able to sleep. You have been getting an increase of demonic dreams. You are not yourself and you're not now thinking about 
ending your life. You're thinking about hurting yourself. You're thinking about hurting your children. You're thinking about hurting your family. You're now more negative than you used to. You are now in a different space where you hear more voices and you feel like you're almost hallucinating sometimes. You are going through a psychological warfare. These are different signs that you can identify that you are definitely being spiritually attacked and that you are opened to evil influences. Lastly, if you are going to meditate on anything, please let it be the word of God. Please meditate on the word of God. Don't meditate on chakras. Don't meditate on any other influences that is not of God. And if the Holy Spirit dwells within you, the Holy Spirit will let you know that something is not right. Something is wrong here. That is the Holy Spirit unctioning you to let you know that something is wrong and pursue that thing what is it holy spirit tell me what is wrong what what do you want me to stop doing what do you want me to stop engaging in and just follow the lead that's that's the holy spirit trying to talk to you so as much as i want to really dive into each one of these things in its full our time together is ending today and i hope and i pray that this is the beginning of your eyes being open and the scales falling off of your eyes and that if you really want to turn away from the ways and stop doing the things that you're doing that you know for a fact that is not of God please go ahead and repent and pray this prayer with me let's pray together heavenly father you are the God of all heaven's armies you are the God that takes broken things and make them beautiful again take me as I am and make me whole again exchange my confusion for your knowledge and your wisdom father in this moment i renounce all demonic activities and doors that has been opened within my life unknowingly and knowingly father i give you full access and permission to reside within me holy spirit i repent in this moment if i have grieved you in any way Father, I submit myself under your dunamis hand. I give myself away to you so that you can wash me and make me new again. Lord, I may not have the full understanding of everything right now, but one thing I do know is that you know the plans and the future that you have for my life. As you said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, Father, I choose to put my trust in you right now. And I decree with my mouth and even with my heart, Father, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he has lived, he has lived in the flesh and you are the bishop of my soul. Father, I resurrender my life back to you. Even though I have said I have been baptized, even though I have been saved from before, Father, in this moment, I choose to re-give myself to you. I, I choose to re-bow to your throne and submit myself to you wholeheartedly. Father, I choose to trust in you and not on my own understanding. Please guide me and lead me and talk to me and reveal to me in the ways that I should go. And I will follow. Father, I turn away from my ways and I turn back to your throne. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So y'all, that is all for this week's episode. I will see you in next week's podcast episode. Have an amazing week. I love you guys. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.